Video games. They're back. <laughs> They've descended upon Los Angeles. Again. It's time for E3. Yay? Yay, question mark? Yay, question mark. The first E3 to be technically, or in a long time to be technically open to the public. That's probably not a good sign. Yay, question mark? Yay, question mark. Hello, welcome to the Seasonal Anime Checkup OVA. Hello. I'm Jared, joined as always by the queen of video games. Oh my god, am I the queen of video games? The queen of E3. Oh my god, I don't want to be the queen of E3. The queen of the E3 press conferences. No! Miss Anladium. I want to be queen of something cool. <laughs> the queen of Nintendo. Okay, I'll take that. Or like the queen of Link's new ponytail. I'll take that. There you go. Um, the queen of... I'll take Nintendo, yeah. I'll take that. You're, you now have to be in a house with Reggie that transforms into a field. I would love to hang out with Reggie. Like, 100%, I would hang out with Reggie. I don't even care what he's doing. I just want to hang out with him. That would be intimidating. I don't know. I wouldn't be intimidated by, by him at all. Like, if it was Miyamoto, I'd be intimidated partially because of the language barrier. But, like, Reggie, I'm all about... Reggie's going to strike the too. fear into you. No, he wouldn't. He's going to tell you to play the game. And you know what? I would. If Reggie said play the game, I'd be like, yeah, all right, let's do it. You if it's you not play... fun, why bother? I agree, Reggie. <laughs> let's play. God. Um, Reggie and Bill, like, I would totally hang out with those two dudes. Like I said, I would hang out with Miyamoto, too, but, like, he's a little more intimidating to me. I feel like Bill Trennan is, like, the, the medium between Reggie and Miyamoto. <laughs> he is. Like he's like Miyamoto's the fun, the fun goofy guy. <laughs> Reggie's going to whoop your ass if you say something wrong about Nintendo. And Bill's wait, do you like, not hey, think Reggie's fun? I think he's fun, but he's very intimidating. Okay, he's, okay. And then Bill like, is what? He's he's just the guy in the middle. He's like, hey, I'm here. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like if I were working for Nintendo, I would be Bill. I'd be like, yeah, I work for Nintendo. I'm here. I'm happy. Let's do this. I show up on stages sometimes and translate stuff. Um, Reggie yelled my name at an E3 a few years ago, and it was really funny. Was it last year or the year before? I don't remember. Wait, what? <laughs> Do you not remember the whole video of, like, Reggie just screaming out Bill's name? Yeah. Okay. All I think right. so. It was really funny, and I sent you a screenshot of it the other day. Um, it's just, like, a screenshot of Reggie screaming at the top of his lungs. Um, Which is what he would do. It, it is. He's like, you're not having enough fun, Bill. <laughs> Why are you even bothering? Why do you bother? Um, I'm in an empty house. <laughs> uh, I'll take Queen of Video Games, though. I like that title. You have, to, like you have to encompass all video games, though. Uh, which, after this conference... <laughs> eh. Eh. Um, so I guess if they haven't figured it out by now, we're going to be talking about E3, especially since we told you last week, we're going to be talking about E3. And we gave predictions of what we thought was going to be at E3, which Whoops. we got some wrong, because yep. literally things came out like the next day was like, 
oh, this thing is not going to be there. Uh, this thing just got announced to be coming out over to America. And it was like, well, crap. Some things we got right. Hey, do you not consider that a right that they said the radio well, story was coming out? I it's it's like a it's a push. It's not right. It's not wrong. Because right, we right. said it was going to be at E3, technically it is, but they basically got out ahead of E3 and was like, hey, we're going to announce this thing's coming out. So okay. I'll take that as a win for me. Yeah, sure. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to break down each individual press conference, tell you what they announced, give some thoughts, opinions on that sort of stuff. I, I want to give an overall, um, my opinion, before we do this, though. I was overall extremely disappointed with E3 this year. Like, extremely disappointed. I actually fell asleep during, I think, two of the press conferences. Um, <laughs> which is super disappointing. Um, I know that I am, like, known as the sleepy gal. And it's true. I am always sleepy. But usually I don't fall asleep during video game press conferences. So, Well, like, you did admit last, or like that, in last week's episode that you fell asleep during Sony last year. So... I did, and I fell asleep again. Um, not in Sony, but in a few other ones. So, whoops. Whoops. Um, but it was really, really underwhelming. It's there feels like there's a there's a missing aspect to a lot of the press conferences, and I think a lot of that is like there aren't as many like developers coming up on stage giving playable or giving gameplay demos of their games yeah. first of all, or even just like giving a pitch of their game like. I think the reason, like, why, and we'll get to it later, like, Ubisoft felt like it was really good was because yeah. pretty much all of their games was like, here's a guy coming up, or a guy or a gal coming up and talking about, like, you know, what what our game is, we're going to pitch it to you. I don't think they had, like, as many, like, hey, here's a person playing the game on stage, but there was a, there was a human element to their presentation that a lot of the other ones kind of didn't have necessarily. Like, especially, like... Uh, Microsoft was pretty much like a big trailer focused thing. Bethesda was literally just, here's a bunch of trailers. Like, you could have stayed home and watched that. Right. Sony was to too, other than yeah. like people hanging from the ceiling, which is weird and shouldn't have happened in the first Oof. place. Yeah. Um, But those, they were just trailer reels. I'm like, alright, I don't care. Um, You literally could have just put them on YouTube and save me the trouble yeah but, it's like it's like um like what's the point of coming to e3 and having like a big presentation other than the fact that like you know this is traditional and everything when it's just like i'm gonna sh or we're gonna show off a bunch of trailers and that's pretty much it like you can go it, you can go ahead and do that like at any time during the year right is it time for e3 to just die like, is it a bad tradition that should be, like, thrown off because there's no need for it anymore? And uh, honestly, Nintendo's kind of proven that there isn't a need for it anymore. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I can kind of agree and disagree with you, I think, on that. Because, like, I can agree with you on the fact that, like, E3 is very weird nowadays. Like, the last few years have been very weird. But I still think it's a good thing for, like, you know, smaller developers to get out and, like, network between, like, other publishers and platforms and all that sort of stuff. So, like, having these types of events is good for that sort of thing. Yeah. It's not necessarily good, I think, for, like, maybe, like... Because oh, E3's... <laughs> yeah. E3's never been, like, a consumer-focused thing. It's always been, like, here's here's all, like, the developers coming together and the press gets to go see them. That's basically been the main focus. And now, like, they're letting the, the, the public in, which seems like a very bad idea in and of itself. But... But I also feel like it's become more of a, like, 
And I guess maybe because this is what I see every year, it's become a consumer gamer thing of like, who wins E3? And so you have to become this like, weird conglomerate of like we have to we have to win the competition that it's not a competition it's a convention it's a conference like mm-hmm. what are you doing um so they're so focused on like trying to wow all of us who is streaming this rather than focusing on what you're talking about which is like the actual like game developers and networking and trying to figure out how to push gaming forward yeah so um, maybe maybe instead of getting rid of E3, the issue is the focus of E3. Yeah, I, I think that's a, a very valid point. Like, I think the focus of E3 has kind of just changed a lot over the last couple of years specifically because it's, it's that, that question of, like, should E3 exist has very much popped up over the last few years. And specifically because it's like, because look at Sony's press conference like the last couple of years. It's been like, here's a bunch of big AAA games that we're going to show trailers of that pretty much have the same style and tone. And that's pretty much it. Like, yeah. I think the last time Sony kind of had like a, a knockout hit it out of the park moment was like the year that the Xbox one and the PS4 were going to, to ship. And that was basically the year like, you know, the Xbox one came out. I was like, Oh, we're at four ninety nine. We still have that DRM stuff. And Sony was like three ninety nine, no DRM. <laughs> those guys. And right. it was like, it was crazy. But then, like, afterwards, it's kind of just, like, all that kind of, like, fun and everything has kind of just, like, died away. And I, yeah. I don't know, like, how they changed the focus of it pretty much, pretty much anymore. I don't know. Like, I miss moments where you have, like, that guy who is so freaking excited about Peggle. Yeah. Um, or like the the really shy game developer who was coming out for like Unraveled and he had the little doll with him. Like I missed that because mm-hmm. that was a really human aspect. Like you see these people who are making these games and they're excited about making these games and they want you to play them. Like the one thing that the one time that actually happened was when Michelle and Cell came out and showed off Beyond Good and Evil 2 and he was literally crying on stage like yeah. when he came out and like talked about that game because that game's been been very much like widely wanted for ever 15 years essentially it's <laughs> so, like that was like the most human moment of like the entire show so far yeah and like only I, one I time that. that happened um instead we get like awkward youtubers that know nothing about this stuff that they're Ooh, like hey yeah. i am a guy that does this streaming what up people and i'm like who are you or here's our game let's turn it into an esport uh, so that's just I wanted to talk about like overall opinions of E3 and so that that's kind of putting that out there so you know going into us talking about the conferences like it was underwhelming it was underwhelming it was very underwhelming and I do really really miss that human aspect like I said that guy who was so excited about Peggle made me really excited about Peggle and I don't even play it was real dumb too (laughs) He's like jumping in the air, and I was like, "Yeah, that guy's really hyped about what he's putting out there." Like, that's what we need. We need people who are excited about the fact they're making video games. Mm-hmm. Like, I understand it's a business, but don't treat it like it's this giant conglomerate. When like it, there's a very human element to game making, and I can tell you that because I'm a video game historian. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, should we go through all these press conferences now that we've pretty much trashed them? <laughs> Yeah, let's do it. So first off was EA starting at on Saturday because they kind of like 
EA is basically kind of like distanced themselves from the ESA and basically like, yeah, we're going to go do our own thing in Hollywood compared to the LA Convention Center. So they have their own press conference. They do like their own three days of demos and all that stuff at their own separate location. And then basically by the time the show floor opens for E3 on Tuesday, which is today as of recording this, like their entire thing is wrapped up and done. So what did they start off with? Madden. Yeah. <laughs> Which, uh, you know, it's it's a new Madden game, so obviously, like, there's going to be, like, some new features here and there. Uh, the one big thing they're kind of pushing is that they're, it's getting a story mode similar to how FIFA was last year. Which, the FIFA story mode was actually pretty good in a surprising amount of ways. Which you would not imagine from, like, you know, a, a sports game, per se. Which, I know, like, uh, the NBA 2K games have kind of, like, been pushing these, like, narrative-focused story modes uh, over the past few years. So, EA's finally kind of, like, getting into that realm. And the Madden one seems kind of weird and interesting. Like, it's like, I guess this you are a a player who basically was big in college, but then randomly just, like, dropped off the map for some reason. And then you randomly get drafted, and everyone's like, are you just going to run away again? So, like, that seems kind of interesting. I don't know if it's enough to, like, make me want to buy Madden. But I think it's enough to make me kind of want to check out that story mode. Um, I could tell you 100% that it does not make me want to play well, that. Well, true. <laughs> but um, I like that they're trying to make it more than just like, sports. here's the sport, go play. Yeah. Like they're trying to, I guess, shake up the formula a little. And I, I'm okay with that. I like yeah. that idea. Um, like they've had like career. Yeah, they've had career modes in, in those games like before. But it's basically just like you, you create a player and then you play the game. There's not really like a lot of like depth to it, I think. So, like, I'm glad they're kind of, like, doing something a little bit more narrative-focused. Speaking of things that you really know a lot about... Yeah! Battlefield 1 unleashed their first DLC in the name oh. of the Czar. You're being actually serious. I yeah. do know a lot about yeah. this. Oh, my God. So, Jared had to listen to me rant about <laughs> World War One and history and the Soviet Union... Well, the... Okay. The Bolshevik Revolution and the beginning of the Soviet Union. We'll put it that way. The fall of the czar. Da, 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 da. Um, anyway, Battlefield 1 is grossly inaccurate and has been grossly inaccurate. And I know that they try to make it somewhat accurate, but it's not. Yeah. And don't bring freaking Russia into this because they had a really, really hard World <laughs> War One. Oh, my God. They had a really hard World War One. So. I don't know. I don't, I was so irritated by this because it doesn't even seem like they're really trying. But that that could have just been that trailer. Like it we don't know be. specifically like what that DLC is going to entail. So maybe it'll um, maybe it'll be good. Maybe it'll be surprising. But from that trailer, it didn't look like it. No, and I mean the fact that they're even like talking about the czar at all in it is a little suspect. I know. Okay. So, World War One, <laughs> 1914 and 1917, you know, Russia is involved, but Russia is having so much internal conflict at that time that their front is kind of a mess. Um, essentially, Russia doesn't have good luck in world wars. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this one in particular was bad because they overthrew their government. Um, can I play a game where we go through the Bolshevik Revolution? Because that'd be kind of cool. Shadow Hearts 1.5. I mean, yeah, but then Anastasia has to die, and she's the best oh. character. I still think Battlefield 1, this DLC should be Battlefield 1 cross Shadow Hearts 2. <laughs> I'd Play as Anastasia. 
you have a ball and you throw it at everything and one of the one of the cool things i think about this dlc is that they are adding apparently the women's battalion of death which is a cool name but also like they're adding like female characters to battlefield which that's a cool thing i appreciate it um I wish they had done that more with World War II when they were actually like super, super important. But um, I think they not... are doing that for Call of Duty. Are they? And then people got mad. Like I saw some comments like, women weren't alive before 1940. <laughs> um, people people wow. will get more excited about zombies than they will about women being in Call of Duty. True story. If I ever teach American or world history... Actually, specifically world history. Um, they're going to learn that there were some dang women in World War II and they kicked so much ass. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, up next was FIFA 18, which is the football game. I mean, I've played FIFA games before. Yeah. Um, believe it or not, guys, I actually do like soccer. Ha ha ha. You have a lot of Arsenal kits, so yeah. I have a lot of Arsenal kits and uh, a couple Orlando City ones. I think the big thing coming out of this was that they're continuing the story from FIFA 17, which, like I said earlier, like I thought that story was real good. And they the way they kind of leave it in the previous game was that they kind of leave it up in the air for a continuation. So I'm real curious to see what they do with that character and like that story in general for this game, which is the most I've been excited for a FIFA game since ever i think honestly but that's good that's what they yeah. need to be doing is instead of playing the exact same game over and over and over and over and just making it more pretty like this is giving people a reason to care about fifa again mm-hmm. well i mean I like, like fifa does exceptionally well like pretty much oh i know everywhere like they make a lot of money off ultimate team so Jerry, and, did you forget that I used to work at GameStop? Like, I yeah, know yeah, 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 <laughs> I apologize. Uh, they also mentioned that, well, they didn't mention the press conference, but they mentioned afterwards in a press release that uh, about FIFA 18 for Switch, which pretty much it's basically the same game. It's a different engine, so it's not running on Frostbite, and it doesn't include the story mode, but it, pretty much all the other features are included. That's such a shame that they didn't do the story mode, but I guess yeah. it's because the it's technically a sequel. And it may it may just be dependent on that engine as well. Yeah, hundred um, percent. But I mean, the good news is that it's kind of the same. Yeah, it's it's not like like we talked about last week. It, it might not. It's not going to be a Wii version of it where it's like here's a kitty version of FIFA. So that's it's like, good. It's pretty much just FIFA. I saw a trailer for it. And it looked it looked fine. Yeah, it, it really did. Like it looked really okay. Like especially compared to I've seen the Wii versions and like woo, that's yeah. a nightmare. <laughs> Having sports games on the go is a is a good idea. Like yeah, I, ho- I hope I hope I know uh, NBA two K eighteen is going to be on Switch. So like I hope eventually like they just they all kind of just put out their entire catalog on there. So like Madden, uh, NHL, probably not NBA Live because that game's probably never going to come out. So like just pretty much like all the sports games come out. It would be so smart, especially yeah. because you're, like you're saying it's on the go. Mm-hmm. Need for Speed Payback, which is pretty much a Need for Speed game that wants to be the Fast and Furious. Was this the one with the like weird go up against the truck and get the car thing? This is the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the one that had like all the burnout takedowns and stuff. Oh, I was so upset because I wanted there to be something really cool in that truck. I thought it was going to be important. Then a freaking car comes out. Yeah, a Koenigsegg. It's a very fast car. I don't know what that means. It's a hyper car. Um, I wanted it to be something important. Yeah, a hyper car. Government secrets. (laughs) There's government secrets in that car. 
it could be a UFO in there. Why is this? Why is this semi truck driving so fast and so dangerously? Because it has a car in there. Look, have you lo- have you watched any of the Fast and Furious movies? That's pretty no. much all they do. No. <laughs> I, why would I do that? Because they're good. I don't like cars. Like I, know, I, 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 know. Tr- I drive mine where it needs to go. I put gas and oil in it, and I like sometimes wash it. <laughs> that game looked okay i think it it's it's, de- it's definitely improving upon the last need for speed game which was just self-titled need for speed and was like an fmv game too Ooh. i think basically trying to make a fast and furious game without the license though it's smart yeah i mean it makes sense it makes yeah. a lot of sense like i said it was pretty yeah definitely um, i would agree with you there i was like that looks like a car mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it looks like a car <laughs> So, um, and I do have to give them props. They, uh, they had the lady driving the super fast car. Yeah. Vroom, vroom. So, I mean, vroom, vroom. at least they're not leaving the ladies out of the car driving. Cause I know that some women are super into cars. Yeah. Uh, a way out the next game from the creator of brothers, a tale of two sons, which is uh, a co-op only game about breaking out of prison. And then stuff happens afterwards. So we both had a lot to say about this cause it looked cool. Um, yeah. But you said you can't play it because it's co-op. It's co- it's it's local co-op, co-op, and online co-op. But pretty much, you need someone you know to play that game because there's a lot of like intricate features about like playing together and everything, and you need communication. And I mean, my joke was that I've had enough family members in in jail that yeah. I don't I don't want to go there on my own. So, um, I'll pass. Uh, I I just the idea of prisons really makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, that's fair. I so, think it. I think it looked all right. I think uh, a co-op only game coming from the guy who made Brothers, which is pretty much like you control two characters with both analog sticks. Like this makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah, it makes a ton of sense. Um, it it would have been cool if he'd found a way to implement like a single player controlling both of them method, but I but understand. I think- yeah, I think with the way like that game looks and like how intricate all like the different co-ops the things are, like it would have been real tough to make that thing like a single player thing. Yeah, I understand. But it looked cool, so like it good did. on you um, for if you can play that game. <laughs> I hope other people will play it. Uh yeah. it just won't be me or you. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh BioWare briefly teased Anthem and was basically like, yeah, if you want to see more Watch the Microsoft. Microsoft. Watch the Microsoft first conference. So we'll talk about that when we get to Microsoft. NBA Live 18. They basically showed off some modes that have been in, in the NBA 2K games for a long time. Really, the only thing that I question is like, is that game even going to come out? Because the NBA Live 17 was supposed to come out in March and then never showed up. And now there's like NBA Live 18 guys, huh? Huh? And like the last two NBA Live games have been real bad. And then compounded with the fact that they they canceled NBA Elite. 2010 EA has not made a good basketball game in literally like 10 years so and then they finished with Star Wars Battlefront 2 because of course they did um for 30 minutes which hey they they showed off a lot of gameplay of that game they did and with um, actual people playing that game so that was cool uh I I was really upset after the press conference because I went to see like commentary from like internet people which is always a mistake don't ever <laughs> go look at 
comments. Um, but so much of the focus was just on the the woman and like how she looked. And I know she's an actress and everything, and they were putting her out there because she's pretty and she's an actress. And but and also kind of like halfway talking about EA and that thing. Yeah, she was. Um, but it was kind of gross that it became like, hey, let's talk about how hot her boobs look instead of uh. talking about like Battlefront. Um, so it was a little, a little upsetting. Not surprising though, considering the internet is a terrible place. Don't no, go on I the mean, internet. A hundred percent agree. It's not at all surprising. Uh, also, I saw that her dress was up for pre-order, but it doesn't come with a belt or those red stripes on it. So I was like, it's just a black dress at this point. Also, it's a mullet dress, so I don't want it. <laughs> mullet dress. It is a mullet dress. Um, I know. It's God that term. I'm happy that they're addressing people's concerns because that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. I'm just interested to see how it actually is implemented. Like if it's done well. So, uh, up next was Microsoft on Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> Microsoft. Microsoft. Microsoft's big question coming in was, "All right, what's what's Project Scorpio?" Yep. They got they got to talk about it, and they talked about it. They unveiled the new name for Project Scorpio, the Xbox One X. Gonna <laughs> give it to you. <laughs> oh my god. Which, I mean, the dumb thing about the Xbox One X is if you take out the acronyms X, B for box, O for one, X, it's Xbox. Xbox, yep. Which is kind of dumb and kind of funny, but yeah. Uh, they talk- Yeah, they talked about uh, the technical details to it. It's got 30,000 teraflops or whatever, I don't know. It's the most <laughs> powerful game console ever made. We witnessed the most powerful game console ever made. They made shirts. They made shirts, which, man... Oh, boy. So that thing is coming out November 7th. And they waited until the end to talk about the price. They did. And if if that was pretty much a big a big red flag for mm-hmm. it. $499, which uh, I will say I predicted last week. You did. Good job. Thank you. You're the best. That's right. Phil Spencer, you can send me an Xbox One X now because I predicted the price. Obviously, call me. Um, I'm sure you're not the only. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's gonna be real tricky. That's a hard sell. That's a hard sell, especially when the PS4 Pro is a hundred dollars cheaper. I mean, it is a less powerful console than the Xbox One X. The Xbox One X will do true 4K. The the PS4 Pro doesn't. Uh, Xbox One X has a Ultra 3 HD Blu-ray player in it, which the Xbox One S also has, which we should also mention, phonetically, that's a bad name, because, let me say we're talking on the phone. Yeah, Grandma, yeah. can you get me the Xbox One X? Which one did I say? Something about sex. Yeah, that's exactly right, the Xbox One Sex. <laughs> so there's going to be some confused people getting Xbox One S's or Xbox One X's. So yeah. Um, also, that thing is not available for pre-order yet because the FCC has not approved it. Which that's is, a mess. That's a mess. That's such a bad decision. But yeah, it is. It. I mean, it is the most powerful console. I don't know if a hundred dollars. 
I guess it also it it also is curious to see like how people are going to adapt to 4K and all that stuff as well because that's what that console is for. I mean, they also said like, hey, if you don't have a 4K TV, you'll get faster load times. It'll look better uh, performance wise. It'll be better as well. So you do have benefits in that. But I don't think going out and spending five hundred dollars on a new console just for that is a good idea unless like your Xbox One's breaking. Yeah. In that case, like, yeah, sure, go ahead and do it. Well, even in that case, I would say go get an Xbox One S, since they're $250. Right. Exactly. And even that, like, does a little bit of, like, I think, improvements on games as well. And as, like, you know, the Ultra HD Blu-ray player and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I still have the VHS Xbox One, so. Yeah, you do. I think the one thing I'm kind of bummed about with the uh, the presentation of the console itself the dev kits had like this cool like OLED screen on the front of it, so you could like see like FPS and all that sort of stuff, or they could like put the little game logo on there, and that's missing from like the the home console version, which I'm I'm not surprised in the slightest that they took that thing out. But I think that I, I like cool little screens on things. That's why you love the Vita. It's true. Hashtag Vita never die. First game they showed off was Forza Seven, which. No surprise there. Uh, that game looked real good. Uh, they debuted a new Porsche 911. Huh? Huh? Off Porsche. I don't know. I don't know what that is. All Porsche 911s look the same. So like that thing was not impressive in the slightest. Uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah, that Forza, Forza 7 looked great. Uh, they were also like showing off like female drivers, which I think is a first for that series, at least for mainline Forza maybe. And it also seemed like they are modeling like the actual driver so like they showed off some like some scenes in their trailer of like of a car hitting a wall and like the driver inside reacting to that which i think is real cool it's a real like small touch to like nerds like me who are big in like car games and racing games would react to but for everyone else it'd be like "Eh, whatever but i mean yeah the game looks good I mean, if you run into a wall, you're going to have to react a little. Well, I mean, like most games, like the driver side will just, like, <laughs> will just be static there. And it's like, I, I, nothing happened. Meh. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Four to seven. Pretty much what do you expect. Uh, next, they shut off the new Metro game, Metro Exodus, which looked like some real staged gameplay. Because there was, like, no HUD or anything. And everything was kind of just, like, very much exactly what you would expect to happen essentially it's like here's all these canned things that are going to happen and we have we kind of react to it's a new metro game people like those like those games so yeah, people like them yeah up next they they showed off assassin's creed origins which was the first look for that uh it's set in egypt i guess before all the other assassin's creed games I'm real curious to see how this game's going to do because, man, people have Assassin's Creed fatigue like crazy. I know, like, they took a year off last year. But that game still looks like Assassin's Creed. I mean, there are some, like, interesting elements, I think, to it. Like, the combat seems a little bit different, and it's a loot game now, which is real weird. That is really, really weird. I mean, I'm all for loot games, so, but I'm, I don't, I'm probably not going to, probably not going to pick I... this up. The one thing that I really liked about Assassin's Creed, I, I liked the gameplay on the first two, um, but I really liked the, the like grounding in history. Yeah. Um, and I feel like it's lost a lot of that. Yeah. Um, I thought the last game was actually was pretty good because it was set in like 19th century London, and I think that's like a cool time period in and of itself. But, but did it have to be Assassin's Creed? Yeah, exactly. And did you have to like <laughs> run into Charles Dickens or Karl Marx and oh people God. from history like that? 
But also, this is the game that had, like, in Assassin's Creed 2, where Leonardo da Vinci was, like, your your inventor, creator dude who, like, made stuff for your character. Yeah. It's had weird <laughs> like that, so. But they also talked about the Medicis, and I like that because they're not really well-known. I mean, they're very, very popular, well-known people at the time. But, like, if you go and ask somebody on the street, like, do you know that the Medicis are going to be like, brr? <laughs> Um, I'm also surprised they picked Egypt because people have been calling for Assassin's Creed to be in China for they, ma- they made a China Assassin's Creed Did game. They? It was a 2D side scroller. No wonder nobody pays attention to it. <laughs> but um but literally people have been saying like I want an Assassin's Creed like origin story in China. I mean, Egypt's cool. Egypt I, has some really fascinating stuff. I think when I heard something like about this like later on like I think last night after people had played like demos of it was mm-hmm. that like I guess this game is kind of set in the time period of, of like after Greece had taken over Egypt. Uh, okay. So like mm-hmm. that that seems kind of interesting cuz I That's guess there's there's some struggle case, yeah. between like here's these Grecians that's yeah 100% what they were called like getting bullied by a bunch of Egyptians and stuff like that like and you have to like go you, solve You know they're called Greeks, right? Grecians. <laughs> I don't you know. know. They're called, they're yeah, called yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but like, anyway, I think, so yeah, like the, the politics bullied. of that could be like real cool for like that setting, but hopefully it can actually do like something neat with it. Pretty, that's a pretty cool time period of Egyptian history and also Greek history. Um, so if they brought in a historian who knows something about that, <laughs> They might have the potential to pull off something really, really rad, but yeah. I don't have high hopes because it's Assassin's also Assassin's Creed. <laughs> has not been good since like two. What was the one that came after two? Brotherhood. Brotherhood. Brotherhood it's was a good game. So. Yeah. Uh, up next, they shut off Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. It's coming to Xbox One console launch exclusive, which I'm pretty much means it's going to go into like their early access program on Xbox One, and then eventually it will come out to like PS4 and everything. It makes 100% sense that this game would come to consoles. I know they kind of like had rumored it considering this is like this is the big multiplayer game that's been happening over the last few months. So it's cool that things getting a, a console release. Uh, and then State of Decay 2, the sequel to State of Decay, which had some ridiculous amounts of violence in that trailer. Like, holy crap. I actually literally threw up. Like, yeah, I, I saw you. I saw you text me that I was like what happened? And then I saw what happened. I was like, oh, God. Like, what the f***? Uh, it was really, really rough. And I, I personally have a lot of issues, like, seeing guts. Um, yeah. Like, yeah. blood doesn't usually bother me. Like, you can you can pretty much throw as much blood in there as you want to. And, you know, the whole thing in Game of Thrones is like, girls see blood. That doesn't bother them. But, like, once you throw in guts and, like, ripping people in half and stuff, I'm like, ooh. That was that was so, real messed up. Um, I literally threw up during yeah. Microsoft's press conference, and that's really upsetting. I thought the the first day of the K was a real interesting take on like the zombie style of games because like it, it introduced like permadeath and things like that for like characters that you meet and everything. Um, I'm sure this game's gonna have like that stuff as well. I think they also have like base building mechanics in it, so that's interesting. I. I don't really want to play a zombie game, so... I'll say, I'm so tired of zombies. Mm-hmm. Um, Apparently game developers aren't, though. No, no, I mean... The last time I really, really had fun with zombies was, like, Left 4 Dead. 
Yeah. And that was years ago. Yeah, it's true. So, like, can we get more creative than zombies at this point? Like, no. I don't know. No, can't. I was going to say bring in vampires, but then they did bring in vampires, so. Yeah, there's, like, multiple vampire games coming out. Maybe bring in some werewolves. I don't know. There's some oh. lore out there. Bring in some ghosts. Let's fight some ghosts. Too spooky. Too spooky. Luigi already sucked up all the ghosts, so we can't get him ghosts. You know what? Luigi's Mansion was, like, one of the greatest games on the game. <laughs> period. A plus would play again. Also, the 3DS one was fun, too. I have that 3DS one. Yeah, it's awesome. The Darwin Project was that game where, like, it looked like another, like, weird indie game, and then it turned into esports. Esports. And that didn't really go over well. Nope. Minecraft. Now in 4K. Now in 4K. Because, yeah, you need <laughs> Minecraft in 4K. Uh, they're allowing mod or like tech like texture pack mods I think now for for console Minecraft. Also, you'll be able to play with Nintendo Switch players, mm-hmm. which is something we'll talk about later on because you can do the connect anywhere. Like Rocket League for Switch also has this, but basically Sony said no to both of those because they want to protect their user base, which seems real dumb. Yeah, it's bad when Nintendo's like, yeah, we're in. And then Sony's like, no, we have to protect our user base. Like, Nintendo is known for wanting to protect user base. So, like, Sony, you just look ridiculous. For me, this next game is a potential game of show. And it sounds completely bonkers. Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Oh, I expected that 100% from you. Like, you were stoked. Yeah. It's because this game is made by the Guilty Gear xrd developers and they're using that engine and that engine looks f-ing phenomenal like those guilty gear games they did with the with that engine like are literally one of the best game or one of the best looking games i've seen ever and the way this game looks as well like holy f-ing shit. i'm so excited for this game in a way like i never thought i'd be excited for like a dragon ball z fighting game ever <laughs> <laughs> so that thing looks that thing looks amazing so, so many people on my Facebook feed were really stoked about it. Yeah. it's. It, I I was hoping, like, the one thing I was thinking was, like, if they never did, like, a Persona 5 fighting game, I hope they do it in that in that same engine because it looks Ooh. so good. That'd be rad. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Black Desert Online is coming to Xbox One, which is a PC MMORPG. So there you go. South Korean yeah. MMOs coming. Uh, this next game is the quickest I've ever seen a game go from "Hey, that looks cool" to <laughs> "No, I'm never buying that game." The oh, last I'm night, 100 on the "No, I'm never buying the last night." I'm never giving that man money. Yep, 100. percent Don't don't reveal yourself to be a gamer gator, and then re- and then show that in the four in like the three years since like your postings have been found that you haven't changed at all. Right. People were like, "Oh, he's changed," but then like. I saw that there was a tweet from like April that he was still being mm-hmm. uh, a, an absolute butthead. So I'm like, nope, 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 no money whatsoever. And also, like, apparently it's a very anti socialist story. It's like, uh, what if feminism won and made everything bad? Or what if everybody had a universal income and then like creativity was stifled? And I'm like, um, creativity would not be stifled if everybody had a universal income. Like you're an idiot and you don't understand Mm -hmm. how anything works. Mm -hmm. Um, 
so no, I will not buy that game, even though I initially legitimately said, hey, that looks cool. And then you're like, no, man, this guy's a gamer gator. I'm like, nope, 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 yep. never mind. I'm Le- done. I'm out. Legitimately the quickest I've ever seen a turnaround on a game ever. Yeah. Because um, it was like an hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. And like, like the way like the developer was like, or the publisher developer was like, but we know him. He's not that bad of a guy. It was like he's, he's the, the most tone deaf thing ever. It was like, yeah, off. It was, it was terrible. Um, that guy is he's a trash bag, and I'm never giving him money. And I hope that other people don't give him money as well. But I also saw, again, on the internet that people are very much willing to give him money. Of course. The Artful Escape was next, which I don't remember at all. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. That's I, bad. I'm going to watch this trailer. Well, there's an advertisement coming, so. Well, here we go. Uh, oh, this was the, um, this is a 2D indie game. It was like the guy with the guitar. Oh, that one. Yeah. Okay. I didn't remember that. Um, it didn't really make a big impression It, it looks me. fine. Like, it's got some, it's got it style. It fine. It might be all right. It does. This game's got style. This game's got grace. Code vein. Okay, so I fully admit that they're like, here, have this game. And it was super anime and style. I'm like, yeah, I kind of So this is the new game from uh, the developers of God Hand. And which is a Monster Hunter-like game. And it's about vampires from Bandai Namco. And... The character design is very anime. I'm, so, from what I've heard, like the combat is Dark Souls esque, though. So, I wonder how well that's going to play into your liking of this game. Mm. But I, I've only heard like very rumors of that. So, um, so that's a that might potentially be a. Hit it, I mean, on it's, it. it might not be like Could. here's like super hard game like Dark Souls or anything like that is, but it might have like oh. maybe like a similar style of combat. But who knows. But you're right, like, that game had some style. It looked cool for, like, an anime thing, especially from the creators of God Hand, which is a, a series that looks good, but it's a series that I really don't want to play because I, really, I don't really get into Monster Hunter style of games. Yeah. Um, I, I like that the main character that it showed, like, he had an interesting mask, and so that, that kind of drew Vampire. me in. I know that that sounds really superficial, <laughs> but I was really intrigued by his mask. I think that's pretty much the entire plot of the Phantom of yeah. the Opera. It's, it's a vampire Phantom of the Opera. There you go. Yeah. Uh, sea of Thieves was up next, which you noped the f*** out of. Oh, they put a shark in there. I was like, nope, nope, nope. Which is a good thing you noped the f*** out of there because they ended that trailer with a shark, too. Did they really? Mm-hmm. Uh, I had to tell Jared for context, guys. Like, I saw the shark and I shut my laptop and I was like, you have to tell me why and come back in because I can't do this. Um... I cannot deal with sharks, and so I will never play this game, and also I will never play this game because what have you become, Rare? Yeah, so this is the next, uh, the new four-player co-op game from Rare, which they showed off last year. Uh, they showed off some like new, some more stuff about it, like, you know, going finding treasure with your pals, shooting some sharks. dudes with your pals, shooting yourself from a cannon onto another ship, and then sharks. fighting dudes, being a banana without peeling it. Ew. Yeah, that, that's literally a thing they have in that game. Why? I don't know. Maybe it's like a pirate thing that you don't want scurvy, and so you eat the peel. Yeah, that's, that's a bad idea. Anyways, I mean, if, so is scurvy. Yeah. That game, I mean, it didn't really do much for me. So. Oh, it did a lot for me, but it wasn't. It did a lot for you, yeah. 
Uh, they they gave a release date to Tacoma, the new game from the developers of Gone Home coming out August second. I'm very 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 excited for this. A space game from the people who made Gone Home. So I'm excited for that. Uh, Super Lucky's Tale was very weird because Lucky's Tale was an Oculus Rift exclusive game. Yep. And then this isn't a VR game at all. <laughs> so, yeah. Real strange there. Also, I guess Lucky's Tale wasn't that great, so. Mm. Cuphead got a release date. Yeah, it did. Coming out September 29th, finally. <laughs> oh, I want to play Cuphead so bad. That game looks so good. It's got so much style. I'm glad they kind of, like, they changed it from, like, the initial pitch was, like, it's a boss rush game. And yeah. now it's got, like, some, like, death between levels and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah. September 29th. Crackdown 3 finally showed up again. It got a release date of November 7th. And also Terry Crews is in the game. I would say, and also Terry Crews, um, which is genius. I am real curious about this game because in the time between this and Crackdown 2... Saints Row 4 kind of happened and made a Crackdown game that was, like, better than, like, the last Crackdown game, <laughs> so. Yeah. I haven't played a Crackdown since 1. Which I think, which I guess is the best one, so. Yeah. But hey. So at least I came out on top. Yeah. <laughs> and also, I guess they've kind of changed some of, like, the way they pitched that game originally in, like, 2013. We're like, oh, with the power of the cloud, you can destroy pretty much everything in the game. And what? now that's not technically true. I guess they're doing it in the multiplayer of it. And that's what? it. Power of the cloud. Uh, okay. 4K clouds. Clouds. Uh, Ashen. It's an action RPG. I don't really remember it, honestly. <laughs> I don't remember it either. Like, Look, you're saying the name, and yeah. I'm like, meh. Microsoft showed off, like, 46 games. We're going to forget a few here and there. Yeah, well, and I saw, again, on the internet that people were really, really mad because everything was, like, exclusive, exclusive, exclusive. Exclusive. Like, that's kind of what, what they were supposed to do? The, the one criticism I will say about this Microsoft press conference, it was a lot of exclusives, third-party exclusives, not a lot of first-party exclusive stuff. Not at all. So, that's kind of concerning from both, from Microsoft and Sony, honestly. Yeah, and um, also, like, they do, they did a few of the, like, false exclusives, where, like, they'd show it, yeah. and it... console it, launch uh, exclusive. Right. Which is, like, hey, it's coming on Xbox One first, and that's, yeah. that's it. Uh, Life is Strange Before the Storm, which is a prequel to Life is Strange, a three-episode thing where you play as Chloe, who is one of the main characters in Life is Strange. I'm tentative about this thing because i don't i didn't necessarily want like that that story to continue or anything like and basically the prequel is just like hey you meet the character that's missing throughout the entire game of life is strange and you yeah, see that you relationship really like that game yeah uh another thing that came out about this game though that's real interesting is that um ashley birch who voiced the character of chloe in life is strange isn't voicing the character due to the sag after strike oh which is i think the first time i've seen like the strike actually affect a game so that's wow. real interesting. But, like, it, it is a prequel, so, like, it would be a younger version of that character. So I think you could get away with having that voice be a little bit different. But Ashley Birch is good. Mm -hmm. So that's that's a real hit on it to not have her. That is. Because she's talented. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're, they're also doing, I think, like, a special edition of it, which comes with, like, 
DLC costumes and all that stuff and like a mixtape thing where you can like just play all the soundtrack of the game in it which is cool because like that soundtrack of that game is real good and then they're doing like a bonus mission where you get to play as the uh, max the main character of the of the first game when she was younger too so probably gonna have to buy that one well you're sold yeah at least <laughs> at least they are doing like a an actual sequel which is i think it's supposed to be like they're not touching that story at all like it's gonna be like completely new cast new location all that sort of stuff which that's a good idea yeah because I think this, the prequel, is made by a completely different development team, too. So, it's not even Don't Nod. Ori and the Will of the Wisps. The sequel to Ori and the Blind Forest. They showed off. Apparently, that Ori, I mean, that Ori and the Blind Forest game is supposed to be real good, so. I own it. I haven't played it. But um, we were talking and saying that now is a good time for me to play it. There's never been a better time. Yeah, it's, it's really <laughs> pretty. Yeah. Um, and I've heard good things about it. I just haven't had time to play it, yeah. I suppose. I say as I replay like games that I've already <laughs> played before. Uh, they also announced uh, backwards compatibility with the OG Xbox. The, you know the Xbox uh, One? Uh, which they did eventually come out and say like, oh, you will be able to pop in discs. And if you had digital downloads from like the 360, like those licenses will carry over. Which is yep. which is good and that's, smart. That's very smart. Uh, they didn't announce a lot of games for it. I think they announced like Crimson Skies and yep. maybe like one other thing. But I'm I remember Crimson Skies. I we've we've talked about this, but like I'm very curious to see if they ever talk about like the tech that went into like being able to emulate the original Xbox for the Xbox One. If it was just like the Xbox One had a better better hardware and able to do that because the the whole talk when they were doing that for 360 was that like it was a nightmare to emulate the original Xbox. So. I hope eventually they do come out and talk about that, but yeah. That'd be rad. It's a cool thing to do. Yeah, it's it's a good idea, even though like the original Xbox doesn't have a ton of games that I'm like, wow, I really Yeah, need that's to true. That. And it, it's also <laughs> smart coming off the heels of Sony being like backwards compatibility only a niche amount of the audience wants that. <laughs> that's dumb. <laughs> and then they also talked about uh games getting 4k updates for xbox one games including gears 4 forza horizon 3 killer instinct halo wars 2 minecraft like we talked about and then like resident evil 7 rocket league and then they shut off the anthem finally <laughs> which is the game they ended with which is obviously the new bioware ip from bioware montreal the makers of mine minecraft no mass effect <laughs> one through three excuse me I just saw a bunch of hopping around and like it looked like a jetpack. I don't know what it, it was. It doesn't look like a Bioware game. It looks it like doesn't. Bioware making Destiny. Which I don't know what to think of that. Yeah, I don't know. Um I I probably wouldn't play it because I haven't played anything that's well, I don't know. I I played Mass Effect One. <laughs> it, it, the best Mass Effect game. Yeah, I agree with you on that, but I'm, I'm just—I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm, I'm just curious to see like how that thing like shapes up in development. No, I agree. Because it's, it's weird I'm looking. I'm really yeah. intrigued to see, and it's also like new IP, which yay. Yeah. Um. So you know, I'll—I'll—I'll I'll, I'll keep it on the back burner. Keep an eye on it. Uh, this didn't mention it, but like they did do like a sizzle reel of a bunch of like indie stuff, I think as well, where it's like. Just a bunch of little indie games, like, all scattered throughout. I think that was their ID at Xbox segment, which they showed off uh, Ooblets, 
which is a game that's coming out, I think, next year. But that looks real, real cool. It's like a oh, that one did look cool. Yeah, it's like this like farming, social, animal collecting game that has like this real neat art style. So I'm like, I love the art. Yeah, I'm real looking forward to that. And that was Microsoft. Yay, Microsoft! You're done. People applauded at that 4.99 announcement, which who, buddy? Why? I mean, the Microsoft press conference was like full of like Microsoft fans, so you're always full of fanboys. Yeah. It's like all the conferences are always full of fanboys. Yeah, that's true. Uh, next up was Bethesda at 12 midnight. <laughs> I was asleep. Yes, you were. They did their whole thing outside because they made like an amusement park. What? Yeah, they they're 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 like presentation was called Bethesda Land. Oh. And then they started off the show with like a bunch of kids cuz like we're going to guilt trip you into if you say anything bad about us, you had to watch all these kids talk about their parents and their jobs. First thing they showed, Doom VFR. <laughs> Get it? VFR virtual f-ing reality? Ha. <laughs> It didn't look great because it was like a teleporting thing, like a lot of VR games are, so, but Doom was a really good game. Don't mess it up, please. Yeah, VR is just... And then they followed that up with Fallout 4 VR, which is like legit VR. Like, I think the full game is playable in VR, essentially. Which they... I'm still... I mean, yeah, they talked about that last year. I'm, I'm real curious to see if that game actually runs better than it did on, like, PC and consoles. Because that game didn't run great. They they only talked about it coming to Vive in October. So maybe that thing's just not even coming out to, to PS4 for the VR. Also, I guess I forgot to mention, but uh, Phil Spencer did come out, I guess, give a uh, a statement to CNET today. Talking about the Xbox One S, or Xbox One X. <laughs> <laughs> and how, right. yeah, and how that thing will have VR support of some kind. But they didn't Why? say like how. VR's a thing. Welcome Ugh. to the VR train. It makes me sick. <laughs> like literally, yeah. No, I mean it does. It makes me really sick because I usually don't have motion sickness issues, but mm-hmm. when it becomes like first person, I get really, really motion sick. Yeah. Um, I had the same issue playing Mirror's Edge. Yeah. And that wasn't yeah. even VR, but like all the movement and the shakiness and how unstable VR is. And again, with Mirror's Edge, it was unstable because she was parkouring. Yeah. Um, I get super sick. That, yeah, that makes sense. Um, I tried to watch the, like the Danganronpa VR. And you were like, and nope. I, I legitimately felt like I was going to puke. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, they showed so, off the new oh, Elder Scrolls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they shut off the new Elder Scrolls Online DLC, Morrowind, which I think just recently came out. And, like, their trailer was, like, a bunch of people reacting to a previous trailer of it. Oh, my God. Wasn't great. Uh, they announced the Creation Club, which is basically Bethesda being like, Hey, you guys remember paid mods and how we had to drop that? Well, we're bringing it back. So, you will be able to buy paid mods in Skyrim and Fallout 4. Or, and just hear me out, I could not... <laughs> I think those both those games have mod support where you can get free mods anyways, so on console and PC. I mean, I'm I'm of two minds to this. Like, it kind of sucks that you have to pay for mods, but also mod creators should be compensated in some way. I think. I have no opinion. Do you have an opinion on the greatest card game ever made, The Elder Scrolls Legends? And it's what? new. It, 
new expansion coming out June 29th? Bethesda, go home. You're drunk. <laughs> oh, by the way, Skyrim's coming to Switch. Yeah, I did see that, and that with, was pretty rad. With Amiibo support. Yeah. <laughs> Which, um, man, <laughs> that was real dumb. I saw the Master Sword, and I'm like, oh, buddy. Their, their, Sky, their Skyrim model of Link, like the way it's that character rad. is, is real bad. awful. Also, that game um, has motion controls. I mean, motion controls can work. No um, one's going to play Skyrim with motion controls. I mean, I played Breath of the Wild with motion controls. Because you had to. Right. And it worked fine, except for in certain mm, puzzles. Fine. I mean, I, aiming with, like, bow and arrow and stuff, it worked fine. Mm, I turned that <laughs> off. I mean, it's, a, it's an interesting idea to do that for this version, but... I think people are going to try that once and then be like, nope, and be done with it. And just play it like a regular game. Um, I'm sad because I think that's the first time that Link has been just like horrifically unattractive. <laughs> Super weird. Uh, they showed off yeah. a new Dishonored standalone thing, I guess, called Death of the Outsider. That sounds racist. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Quake Champions. <laughs> They're adding BJ Blazkowicz from Wolfenstein into that thing. Oh my god. <laughs> and they put it out in open beta, which is smart. Yeah. Uh, the Evil Within 2. Because, man, people really love that first game. I don't even remember the first game. <laughs> this is the Shinji Mikami game, I think. Oh. And that, like, that first game was real notorious because, like, it had a really bad day one patch to where, like, if you had no online, like, that game was, like, real rotten. Like, virtually unplayable. And also, this game, ha or the trailer had, like, a weird cover of Duran Duran's song. Can we, as a group, <laughs> collectively decide to stop doing this? Nope. Apparently not. Why are we doing this? Because we hate ourselves. Because everyone saw Gears of War and Mad World and was like, we still have to continue trying to copy that. But that even that wasn't even made for Gears of War. It was made for Donnie right. Darko. I mean, I don't. Oh I God. doubt like that song was made for this Evil Within trailer. Oh, I want to freaking throw myself off the freaking balcony. <laughs> Can we stop doing this, guys? It's not funny it's not edgy it's not clever it's just annoying and also i love duran duran so leave them alone Gah! uh they finished off with wolfenstein 2 the new colossus which looked great they did the real crazy thing was like they started off with like these vintage tv shows that were basically like what if these were 60s tv shows but the Nazis did them. And it was real surreal and, like, weird-looking. Also, like, that game showed off, like, hey, it's in America. So, like, you have literal KKK members, like, walking the streets with Nazi members. And it's, like, they're going there, pretty much. You sent me a text message. It was, like, so pretty much it's 2017. And it, yeah. it, was, it was too real for me for a minute. I kind of felt, yeah, like, I kind of felt like, man, this is, this is pretty real. But, like, also... I want a game where I can f shoot Nazis. Yeah. 
Also, it pissed off a lot of like all right people as well. Apparently. Oh, it did. Which, Which I I made a joke God. because um you were saying that it off all the alt right people, and I was like, oh, but I thought that they weren't Nazis. Ah. <laughs> um. So anyway. We also talked about this a little bit. Like, I'm real curious to see like what the weird pop culture stuff they do in this game is, because like the <laughs> the new order we talked about, like Jimi Hendrix is a is a character in like your your anti Nazi squad. <laughs> <laughs> which is nuts there's a german version of the beatles that play the same songs but are just like propagandized seems like, legit like what if this game has like since this is in america like nazi elvis pretzley oh my god like i can see them going there with that like but yeah like that thing looked real good uh the next day following day ubisoft ubisoft <laughs> UBI Ubisoft. soft. UBI soft. Oh my god, you did not just say that. <laughs> you did not. You be soft, girl. I mean, I am. <laughs> so they basically but also Ubisoft. So they basically started this thing off with the one question that people had on their minds: What the f is Mario plus Rabbit's Kingdom battle? And I am legitimately surprised. So they brought out Miyamoto. He had a gun. He did have a gun. Not a real gun, mind you. <laughs> and they, they shut off the thing. Like the They, they kind of like did like a little bit of like a, a talking back and forth between he, him and Yves Guillemont. And it was like one of the things I, I saw from that thing was like they talked about Miyamoto being like, he said to the developers, make a Mario game that's never been made before. And I was like, okay, sure. They made a Mario game that's never been made before. They made Mario XCOM. And it's crazy! I legitimately have been so skeptical about this game. Like, I was like, oh no, this is going to be terrible. There's no way. I saw the marketing for it. Yeah. I, it was garbage. I was so upset. And then you showed me the, the trailer and the pictures and everything because I was at work. And... I was like, oh my god, this game is actually looking like it's not going to be actual trash. And I legitimately have pre-ordered it now. Like, they, they, they kind of sure showed off as like, oh, here's like this, you're running around the world and all that sort of stuff. And I was like, no, this, this game looks good. And then they're like, okay, well, now we're going to get into combat. And I was like, the way it kind of looked, I was like, oh, is this going to be like a strategy RPG? And then like it, it was like, no, this is XCOM. And I was like, what the f*** is this game? Like, man, I genuinely shocked at how much I was impressed with that thing. Yeah, I was too. I mean, we've talked and I, you know how much I've been like, oh, this looks bad. Mm -hmm. And then, like I said, I've pre-ordered this game at this point because I'm like, wow, I'm actually intrigued. This looks yeah. cool. And as weird as it sounds, I almost don't care if it is at all bad because I want to like, support the fact that they're trying something different yeah it's it's real cool that nintendo's like like letting the reins loose on their characters a bit to being like hey ubisoft you want to go make a game with our characters in it go right ahead and just like it's insane it's crazy i mean it looks like it would be fun um, yeah also i was dying laughing because luigi's gun is a vacuum yeah it's real good i was in love i was immediately in love the greatest thing I've ever seen. And that thing's out August 29th, so that's real soon. It's real soon. That's but, my parents' anniversary. <laughs> Happy anniversary. You give Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle. 
Uh, they showed off more Assassin's Creed Origins. So, not much more else to talk about that game. But, I mean, they had the game director come out and, like, talk about it. So, like, hey, it's a little better than the Microsoft press conference. Right, yeah. I mean, there's actually some kind of, like, context of, like, again, we've mentioned it, but they're bringing out people who are involved and explaining the process of why this this game is going to be like it's going to be. Yeah. They had Miyamoto out there, and they're like, hey, this is the thing. And uh, I like that. I like that they did that. Yeah. Anyway, continue. Uh, next up was the Crew 2. Crew 2. Uh, I think the crew has, like, it's a, it's an interesting and cool idea of, like, you're driving literally across the country and doing, like, races and everything. But, like, that first game had, like, a lot of different problems that kind of made it stumble out of the blocks. Like, I'm real curious to see if, like, if this game improves, like, on, like, the technical stuff and making AI not be, like, weird and everything. And then also, like, they're adding in, like, airplanes and, like, boats and stuff to it. So, they're just kind of going all out with it. But, like... All the vehicles. All the vehicles. But, yeah, if if they're able to, like, iron out, like, a bunch of, like, the technical aspects of that game, like, it could be really cool. There's another there's another South Park trailer which eh. and then there's a mobile game coming out which They unveiled a new VR game called Transference which is from uh Elijah Woods film production company. Yeah, I saw the trailer for this later. It looks weird. It does look really In like weird. a cool way, but like man, what what? <laughs> like it's like the whole thing is like we're going to get inside your mind. We're going to make you the mind freak. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, I won't play it, but. Skull and Bones is basically the the team from Ubisoft Shanghai was like, they made Assassin's Creed 4, Black Flag. Okay. And. Already uninterested. Well, like, they were the team, like, <laughs> they did all that boat stuff in that game. So, they're like, know, what if we made a boat game? Because a lot of people like that boat stuff in that game, so that's a 5v5 PvP game, and it's pretty much just the boat stuff from Assassin's Creed 4, so people are going to like that. Oh, I'm sure they will. And, I'm just not smart. one of them. Yeah. Uh, they should have Just Dance 2018. A panda went out there and dabbed. A panda did dab. And didn't you say it's coming out on the Wii? Yeah, it's coming out on the Wii. It's literally coming out for everything. It's like PS4, PS3. Xbox One, Xbox 360, Switch, Wii U, Wii. Oh, my God. Literally everything. That's so weird. Uh, they announced Starlink Battle for Atlas. Finally, we're going to fight for Atlas. We're going to kick Hoshino out. <laughs> uh, no, this is a sci-fi game. It is a toys-to-life game. But instead of, like, getting characters to buy, you get ships because you have, like, this thing that connects, your, like, straps onto your controller. And that's the thing, like, you, you're, like, your dock for, like, your ships and everything. And you can, like, swap out weapons and everything, like, on the fly on, like, the actual ship you have. It seemed really cool in a way, like, Toys of Life games didn't for me. Like, it, it seemed like a Toys of Life game that was, like, here's a game that's strictly for kids. Yeah. It was kind of, like, a thing, like, oh, like, pretty much anyone could do this. But also, it's a Toys of Life game, so... Mm. And also, that game comes out in fall 2018, so that's a long ways away. Steep! Like tea? Steep! Like tea? No. Aww. The video game, Steep. 
I know, I'm making jokes. I know. Uh, they unveiled their first DLC called Road to the Olympics, which is very smart. smart. Yeah. It, lo- it looked really good in a way that I think actual Steep didn't. I didn't even remember that Steep was a thing. Pretty much a lot of people did. Steep's yeah. supposedly still coming out for the Switch, which, sure, why not? Okay, sure. I'm kind of a sucker for Olympics games. Well, you have a Switch, and it's coming out. And... But I don't want to buy a Steep. <laughs> Uh, but but yeah, like it it seemed like it was like a bunch of the Winter Olympics like sports that would factor into steep. So it was like skiing, snowboarding, that sort of stuff. I don't think really smart though. I don't think you're gonna get curling or anything, unfortunately. But yeah, like it's smart. It looked really good. Like the presentations they were doing, like like graphics and all that sort of stuff for it. Uh, it's really smart and it looked real good. So it was like the most impressive thing that they could have done for steep. Yeah. Uh, they showed off Far Cry Five some more. Yes, they did. Including some gameplay. I didn't think the trailer looked real good, though. Like, mm. it seemed like they saw the reaction to that first trailer and was like, what if we made a real goofy fun trailer, guys? Huh? 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 Ugh. But there was a dog in it. You you told me a lot about the dog, but my my concern is that they're not owning up to what game they made. I From what I've heard, like, the original, like, pitch they gave to the, to to press at Judges Week... Was that like it's very serious? It's like they basically said the words like it's rooted in reality. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is that I'm I'm afraid that they're not owning up to the game that they've yeah. made. It, yeah, that I would agree with you on that. But dog, dog, doggo. That dog's a pal. He will steal guns for you. Oh, that is a good dog. And kill. Oh, that's a bad dog. He's a good dog. Okay, I mean, I guess it depends on who he's killing. <laughs> he's killing white supremacists. Okay, then yeah, he's a good dog. What a good boy! Good boy. And then they ended on the thing that everyone basically asked Ubisoft for at every E3 since 2005 or whatever. Girlwood? No, unfortunately. <laughs> they showed off Beyond Good and Evil 2. They did. Which was super surprising. Also, that game's a prequel. Hmm. So they shouldn't have called it 2. Yeah. Questions. Who knows, like, how that inter- interacts with, like, the, the the first game story, but it seemed like it was, like, a, a heist-slash-space game, which, from what I've heard of the first game, seems completely different. <laughs> so, hmm. but it seems like it's, like, the same, or, like, I mean, Michelle Ancel was out there, and he's the one who made the first game, so it's cool that they're making that thing, finally. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And that was Ubisoft, which was probably legit one of the best conferences out there this week yeah which is surprising like who thought that who who thought coming in that ubisoft was gonna be like yeah they're gonna be one of the best ones out there literally nobody ever expects ubisoft to do anything worthwhile so i mean it was a low bar but i'm glad they stepped over it because honestly um i didn't get to watch it live but i did go see some clips of it Mm -hmm. and i was really into how they presented these things yeah it was so, real good. It was really good. Um, and they announced some good stuff, and they announced stuff that I'm into and stuff I'm not into. And, you know, they had something for everybody, kind of. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, so it was, it was rad. And then Sony took the, the final slot of Monday. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, they had a pre-show where they kind of announced some, like, smaller things or stuff they would have said as smaller things. So, like, NAC 2 was on there. Yeah. 
Yeah. Everyone's favorite video game. The the, the only game you'll ever need, Knack 2. So that's coming out, I think, like, real soonish. Uh, they showed off Gran Turismo Sports and gave that thing a release date for later this year. I'm, as the resident racing fan here, I'm very curious to see how that game stacks up to things like Forza 7 and Project Cars 2. Because, like, Gran Turismo has been kind of out of, like, the simulation racing spotlight for quite some time with their sporadic releases and everything. And then you see games like Forza come out and basically kind of blow the doors off of Gran Turismo in a lot of aspects. And also even Project Cars did pretty much the same thing. And that was like a Kickstarter game of all things. So I've I've played the beta of that game and it seems fine, but I don't know how it's going to stack up to like the rest of these super simulation racing games nowadays. Makes sense. They also showed off a PlayLink, which is like their new thing of like play the game and have it be on your mobile device. It's a, it's a bunch of like Jackbox Party games that they're Ugh, kind of making games. Bad. And the whole Riot Police thing was a mistake. There was one we missed though that they showed off, which was called Hidden Agenda. And huh. essentially it was like, what if we made like a Telltale or like Until Dawn? Because this is from the developers of Until Dawn. And it's pretty much like you go around voting on what choice you want to want these characters to make. But also, like, you get cards, I guess, in that game as well, being like, one of them be like, oh, you should for you should try and coerce the other players into picking this option instead of the other option. So, like, that sounds really cool, actually, out of, like, all those types of games that they kind of yeah, showed. Yeah, if I had friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they also gave a release date to Matterfall, which is a game from the developers of Resogun. Super hot. It's coming to PSVR, which super hot by itself is awesome. And apparently Super Hot VR is also f***ing awesome, so cool that thing is getting elsewhere, considering it was originally an Oculus exclusive. They announced Undertale for PS4 and Vita, which came kind of literally out of nowhere. It really did. And while I will not play Undertale, um, I know that's a pretty big deal for people. Yeah. It's cool so, that the thing's huh. coming out of, like, other places. I'm real and curious to see Vita how- actually got attention. Yeah! Yeah, the Vita! I'm curious to see how the thing plays with the controller. Because I think I play that thing with keyboard and mouse, but yeah. That's interesting. I didn't even think about that. But yeah, I can't play it, but I understand that people really like it. So Why Why is it like the bullet hell stuff that you can't play? No, um, it's the fact that um, if you make a decision and you don't like that decision and you shut down the game, then the game knows that you made that decision and makes fun of you for it. Aha. Uh-huh. And yeah. that gives me such extreme anxiety um, because I already have anxiety problems to begin with. Um, but the fact that the game like knows that I don't like the decision that I made and is like mocking me for it. That's understandable. Um, I literally had panic attacks. Yeah. Um, so it's unplayable for me. I, I, I can't I can't have panic attacks while trying to play a video game. That's not okay. No, it's not. <laughs> so Sony started off their press conference proper with Uncharted The Lost Legacy, which is a side story of Uncharted starring like two side characters from the series seems fine uncharted 4 was okay i like that i have never liked an uncharted game period that's i i think it's completely fair like (laughs) i don't think those games play really well per se actually you are mistaken because the conference started with live music well yeah then transitioned into uncharted yeah, Sorry. and Andrew, Andrew, my best friend, <laughs> one of my one of my best friends made a joke about Brian Crescente playing the bongos. <laughs> and for one, I haven't 
I haven't really heard the name Brian Crescente in a long time. But um, two, he was right. It did look like him. I sent you uh, the Beatles song that has the sitar in it as well because there was a sitar there randomly too. Yeah, I, I was yelling sitar, sitar. <laughs> and uh, yeah, within, within you, without you. Um, so that, that transitioned to Uncharted somehow. Yeah, somehow. That was weird. Um, Sony made a lot of really strange choices. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, next up, they showed off uh, DLC for Horizon Zero Dawn, which is coming out later in the year, which that makes sense. The game's yeah. pretty big still. Days Gone. We got gameplay of that. And then random bodies hanging in the auditorium. What the f*** was that? That was a mistake because... It really made no sense. No. Um, I know I know that they were showing it in the gameplay, but there was no reason to do that. It was really, really creepy. Um, I know that we were both watching the giant bomb stream at that point, and they kept going back to it, and I kept going back to it, thinking, like, are those people still hanging up yeah. there? Who are these people? What are yeah. they doing? Like, it was a mistake. It was so distracting. It was so upsetting, and there was no reason for it. No, like, none. I know that you're trying to, like, do this... I was so mad the entire conference of Sony because they were trying to do all these really high production values of like, there's waterfalls and there's these light effects and here's fire. And like, why is all this necessary? If you're not like, if your focus is just going to be on the games and trailer after trailer, after trailer, after trailer, after trailer, and nothing between that, you don't need to try and like blow my mind with this stuff. You're trying to sell me on like cheap tricks as opposed to the actual games. And that's so upsetting. And it's really, it is a knock on my intelligence level because you're trying to be like, ooh, look at this shiny glittery person hanging <laughs> from the ceiling. Like, woo. And I don't care. Show me whatever freaking good game you're going to show me. And I wasn't impressed at all, and I literally was so p***ed when I was watching that entire thing. It's There was something I, I was watching uh, Waypoint doing, like, their wrap-up of the Sony press conference, and they mentioned, like, how it almost seemed like a lot of the, the trailers in that press conference were just, like, they came just from the same exact mold, and, like, everyone, like, had the same tone, the same kind of art style, and just, like, the same direction for each individual trailer, where, like, they were just, like, all the same they were and yeah. it was really boring mm -hmm. i was i know that i was texting you by the end that i was really really tired and done with it and i was mad that they were continuing to show things <laughs> um but that's that's not what you want from a conference you don't want to go up on this presser thing and be like hey we're gonna show you all this cool stuff and then somebody's like will you please just stop it so i can go to bed <laughs> go home <sighs> it was annoying. It was super annoying. And I feel like they dropped the ball really, really hard. Mm -hmm. And I know that I've said it before and I'll say it again. It was pretty much 2016 part two. Yeah, pretty much was. Which speaking of days gone, man, mm. uh, the only thing I think is impressive in that game is like their, their level of detail for like crowds and stuff to where like swarms like look kind of good and stuff. Everything else, man, I do not give a shit about that game you mean you don't give a shit about zombear i do give a shit about zombear <laughs> zombear was pretty cool but man like oh. lone biker going against a zombie apocalypse like off oh, yeah it it was not i was not into it again i'm so tired of zombie games mm -hmm. uh i know that we talked you you just mentioned it we talked about it um before 
that like it was cool that there was so much going on at screen but also like that's distracting after a while and yeah. it's gonna get really boring after a while yeah. and it's gonna get really frustrating after a while and i just don't care enough yeah they showed off a new Soft monster hunter game they did show off a new monster, monster hunter, hunter world which is it's actually kind of a big deal because like this is the first like mainline monster hunter game that's been on a console specifically and one, a first time in like years that it's been not on a nintendo console correct so like that was kind of surprising in and of itself and also because like they just announced monster hunter xx for switch in japan they did. <laughs> so they did. but hey like it's a new monster hunter game for console so that's that's cool it looked fine if you're into monster hunter but yeah. i'm not got a um, ghillie suit you can fight dinosaurs um i lost my when giant bomb pulled a dio joke <laughs> did you get to hear that yeah Oh my god, because uh, for you guys who weren't watching it, um, the character like has on his, his suit, um, what's it called? <laughs> it's a ghillie suit. Ghillie suit. And he like throws it off dramatically and uh, <laughs> they were making a, it was me, Dio, joke. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, you guys, it's wonderful. <laughs> so good. Uh, the next thing they showed was something that you were, you and I were both pretty much very into. Like I was ahead of you in the... Uh, in terms of stream and I was like I saw what was happening I was like oh, she's gonna be very excited about this <laughs> a new Shadow of the Colossus remake oh yeah which apparently people are already upset about I expected that so yeah like it's uh, being made by Bluepoint who did the HD remaster for PS3 of Eco and Shadow of the Colossus and has done like a bunch of like the H the H HD remasters for a lot of games. I know they did like the uh, the Metal Gear Solid HD remasters of 2 and 3 and Peace Walker, which those are really good, especially 2 and 3. Like they looked really good on 360 and PS3. Well, and I can attest to Eco and yeah. Shadow of the Colossus on PS3. And this looked even better. Like it looked oh, it real looked good. Oh, it fantastic. Um, and I'm really, really excited that you're going to get to experience this finally because it's yeah. such a great game. And I, it's the one thing that I could think of from the press conference off the top of my head that I'm going to buy from Sony's. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> and it's bad because it's a PS2 game. <laughs> yeah. It does seem kind of weird, though, that like this is the game they're remastering, remaking. Like they're not even doing eco, but they're just like, let's just remake Shadow of the Colossus. And it's like, that's weird. Okay, sure. It, it it is weird. It's it's a really strange choice. Um, and also, that's not out till twenty eighteen. Yeah, it's gonna be a while. So yeah, uh, Marvel versus Capcom Infinite got a story trailer. Ugh, Chun Li looked terrible. Chun Li's head is very small. Why is her head so yeah. tiny? They released a story demo after the press conference. I downloaded that thing. That thing seemed real bad. Oh no! Like the story seemed just dumb the voice acting didn't seem great at all the fighting especially seemed real bad that's like, that's sad because it it used to be a really good game mm -hmm. like the, like the impact on blows and stuff didn't sound good um i know like they've they've kind of got out ahead of this but like there's they're making it easier to do like crazy moves and combos and stuff like that but it was yeah. like i can button mash and do all these cool moves but it's like i'm not really learning them or anything i think you could yeah. turn that off in the demo itself but it, it didn't seem great at all, especially you know, like you know, coming off the heels of like Injustice Two, which is just recently came out and is real good. Tekken Seven is real good. That Dragon Ball game looks real good, and then you see this, and it's like 360 era graphics, and man, it looked very unimpressive. 
Yeah, I was I was so like I said, Chunli looked terrible. Her tiny tiny head, but like the actual game itself, I was definitely out of it. Mm-hmm. I did not care, um, and that's upsetting because like yeah. I said, these games used to be really good. Let's go play Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom Three, I guess, if you want that. If you want like a good yeah. one of those, they put that Why on not? PS4. So there you go. Uh, Call of Duty World War Two. They showed off gameplay of that, which just looked like a big budget shooter thing. The one thing I will say that makes this that makes this trailer very interesting and a rumor going around about this game is in the trailer they showed off like a building that had like red drapes, well, not drapes, but like uh, banners. Mm-hmm. And in the banners there were iron crosses instead of swastikas. Ooh. Apparently the rumor going around in this game is that there are no swastikas in that game. Really? Yeah, which how are you going to tell a game about World War II without the Nazis? Oh, that irritates the heck out of me. What the? Cause How? It's not like there's a trademark on swastikas like Wolfenstein 2. Just, they showed that off like yesterday or Sunday. And that thing had swastikas out the butt. <laughs> well, and you're literally fighting Nazis. Yeah. That's their symbol. Yeah. What the? That sounds completely Uh, baffling. All right. You know how, like, all the news articles from, like, southern people, I'm going to try and be nice about this, (laughs) are like, they're trying to erase our Confederate history. Like, that's, no, they're not doing that. But they're literally erasing it in this game because they don't want to people off. And that's annoying. Because we literally were fighting the Nazis in World War II, and they mm-hmm. used the swastika as their symbol. Oh mm-hmm. my God, what the heck? Also, it just, it just seems like a retelling of the same stories you've seen in every World War II game ever. And Probably. literally, I do not want to play a World War II game ever again, because man, that combat is so slow and boring. Yeah, um, World War II is not a real like fun, happy time, guys. No. And also, I mean, World War II didn't just take place in Europe. Correct. It did not. Um, wow. It was literally called a world <laughs> war. But, you know, all these games seem to think, man, Europe, that was the best place for World War II. The only place for World War II, to be exact. Why don't we have, like, Call of Duty in North Africa? Great question. There was a Medal of Honor game that they did, like, I think it was called Medal of Honor, like, Pacific Theater or something. That was literally, like, the... the like the Japanese World War Two, and all that stuff. So like, there's been one. I think there may have been like a few others like back in that day of like the World War Two buzz. But yeah, it's it's always been like European focused. But maybe like there is stuff in there they just didn't show. But oh boy. Well, and you should specify it's usually Western European. Focused. Yeah, true. Uh, next up was their VR block, which was smart because <laughs> I know you're not the big fan of VR, but. Literally, I don't think Sony had any VR games like scheduled to come out <laughs> anytime soon. And this is after them coming out and being like, yeah, we sold a million units of PSVR. So like, they needed to show off some VR, which they did. Uh, they showed off Skyrim. They did. In VR, which I guess you'll be able to play that whole thing in VR. I was kind of wondering, like, why wouldn't Bethesda have shown that off? But like saying, hey, there's two different versions of Skyrim coming out in 2017 might have confused some people. Right. They showed Final Fantasy fifteen fishing. Monsters of the Deep. Oh my god, I could not even believe. I was rolling my eyes so hard <laughs> that they hurt. Doing some fishing, cracking open cracking open some cold ones with the boys. Oh my god. 
the one thing I'll say about that thing is it looks better than anything Final Fantasy 15 related at all. And it is infinitely better than the VR thing they pitched last year, which was like a bad shooting gallery and letting people like boobs look at the girl's boobs and undercarriage in that car. Yeah, I agree. Um, I would rather fish than look at boobs, but um, <laughs> it's so weird. Like, what a weird choice. Yeah. And like, we're boiling Final Fantasy down to a fishing game. Come on. Square going to be square. It's true. Uh, also in that block was Star Child, which was a, I guess, side scroller with giant robot dude or something. Yeah, that was weird. Um, I didn't understand it. It was neat looking, but it, I didn't it, understand it. It definitely seemed like a thing you'd have to see in VR to understand like why it looks like that, like that, and how it plays. Uh, yeah. Bravo Team, which is literally the fakest game sounding name ever. <laughs> I guess yeah. it's just another shooter. Uh, the Inpatient, which was the hospital VR game, but Ooh, no. they really screwed up the trailer for this thing. The Inpatient is a prequel to Until Dawn. And they Wait, didn't really? mention that in the trailer. Really? Yeah. I had no idea. Right? No one did until after the press conference and like PR came out and was like, oh yeah, this, this is a prequel to Until Dawn. How do you f*** that up? Uh, like, God. Uh, I had no idea. Yeah, neither did I. Wow. And then Moss, which looked real cool, had that mouse. That mouse had a sword. I mean, it was cute. That mouse is going to cut some people. I believe it. That game looked cool. Even if it's VR, it's, like it had a look and it, its style. It, it did look cool, and I, I was, I was interested in it, but I also was like, oh, VR, I, I can't play this. Yeah, so. it's the one unfortunate thing. Uh, next up, they showed a new trailer for the God of War, the Dad of War. Mm. I wonder how they're gonna do with like the whole Kratos is a dad thing. Like, are they gonna really try to give that character like a redemption arc, or is it gonna be like the son being like? I need to get the f*** out of here. This guy's f***ing crazy. <laughs> uh, I know that I made a really bad joke at the end of this trailer. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember it. You don't remember my joke? Uh-uh. It had the big, like, serpent guy oh. come up and he's, like, chatting. And yeah. I was like, oh, hey, bud. How's the wife? Oh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> That scene should have just been like Kratos being like, I'm going to cut this snake. And the, and the boy's like, no, no, he, he's going to help us. He's going to help us. Like, right, right? Yeah, you're going to help us. Right? I'm going to cut the snake open. Slit his throat. It would have been more in character. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess, like, the combat kind of looked less God of War-y than, like, the other God of War games in a little bit. But, yeah. eh. Um, I, I've already explained to you, I will not play another God of War yeah. game. That's completely so. fair. Speaking of games we're not going to play... Detroit. Ooh. Uh, nope. Pass. 100% pass. Don't ex- uh, <laughs> if I could give you more than 100% pass, I would 200%. give you 1,567%. 1,567%. I don't trust David Cage to make a game that at all tackles racism racism at all, which that's basically what this is. It's just yep. humans and androids, but it's, it's really about racism, guys. Like, f*** off, David Cage. Yeah, no, and I also don't trust him to make a video game in general. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, especially, so I don't trust him to make a video game, and then you're 
tackling a topic like this, like, no. Um, and also, the main character should have just been the guy who was singing at the beginning. True, yeah. And, instead of, like, generic, generic guy. Generic white dude. Um, yeah, it, it was... <sighs> Not great. Destiny no. 2, though. Eh? <laughs> that, that, that trailer was weird just because, like... They had their big Destiny 2 presentation like a few weeks ago, so it was kind of just, like a little bit of that. But I guess like the the main thing they were kind of like focusing on was like, here's all your PlayStation exclusive content you're going to get in the game. And then I think afterwards they also talked about like, uh, there's a beta in July, so okay. sure, Destiny 2. And then they ended on on the Spoder Man. You mean Arkham City? <laughs> Man, people think this game looks amazing, and me I and you are like, that game didn't look great at all. No, I saw, like, everybody on the internet's like, wow, they nailed it with Spider-Man. I'm like, what? I played this game many years ago, <laughs> and it was a bat. Yeah. Um, Like, I'm sorry, but that's not Spider-Man's fighting style. It's just, that's not how he functions. And it was really upsetting, and there wasn't enough, like, of him being, like, witty and chatty. Yeah, and definitely. He wasn't Spider-Man. Basically, is the gist of what I'm saying is it, the game looked bad, and he wasn't Spider Man. I did like the like twist at the end of it. Yeah, but it, it, the game is basically like, man, those Batman games are real good. What if we made another one of those, but with more quick time events? Which, f dude, I don't oh, want to play a God. game with like that many quick time events. No, those quick time events immediately Ugh. made me like, oh, this is terrible. There were so many in a row, and they, uh, no, 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 thank you. I will pass on that. This might just be me because I'm a Spider-Man fan. I think that suit looks bad. I don't like it. Um, I feel like it's got too much white on it. Yeah. I think that's uh, my main thing, too. Like, there's way too much white on it. Yeah, his butt looks weird, too, but that's just <laughs> me. But, yeah, like, I don't think the combat looks good. Like, all that quick time mm -hmm. event stuff. The swinging mm -hmm. didn't look good, either. Like, I thought, like, it looked way too slow. It tried to, like, be way it too momentum-based. Momentum and it didn't look great at all. Especially just because, like, that whole thing just looked way too much, like pre-canned and everything yeah that helicopter chase mm -hmm. was bad looking apparently that thing is going to be an open world game though so that's oh, kind okay. of promising that's a game i'll play when it goes real cheap yeah um i probably won't but i'll listen to you talk yeah. about it like you said like the 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 post the uh, montage teaser where they showed off miles morales was interesting yeah but i i'm real curious to see what they do with that because like are you gonna have yeah. two different spider-man in here or, or is that just character in here just to, for the sake of having that character in here? I honestly wish what what they had done, which I know that that's not what they did, but what would have been really cool is that if it actually was Miles and yeah. like that he was just like trying to blend in at the end. But I know that's not the case and I'm really upset because Miles needs more love. Mm -hmm. But... um. Okay. I was at least glad that there was a nod to him True. that he exists. <laughs> let me let me push this to you. What if we just replaced this entire game and made Spider Gwen? Um, if it plays better, then yes. <laughs> yeah. You could easily implement Miles Morales way better in that than you could with the with the the regular Spider Man game you have right now. Yeah, you totally could. I just want a Spider Gwen game, so yeah, but again, I don't want it to have like a million quick time events yeah, and just, like slow oh swinging boy. and Arkham gameplay where it doesn't make sense. And that's how they ended it. That's how they ended it, yeah. 
Hmm. Yeah. Like that that's not a strong closer. That was that their whole presentation was not strong. No, it was super weak the entire time and I was very disappointed. Um it was it, it was bad. So fresh off the heels of feeling real bad and disappointed, we had Nintendo today this morning or this afternoon actually technically cuz it started at noon. Nintendo could have gone a few ways. It was either like, "Hey, there's a real low bar you can easily clear." <laughs> or they're just going to show show Super Mario Odyssey, which Granted, that would have been all right, but kind of disappointing in and of itself if they didn't show anything else. I was really worried that they were going to focus on, like, one or two games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was Same. really worried about it. And, and you can hear that in the podcast last week, that I was very worried that it would just be, like, a focus of, like, one or two games. Because they had such a short time period to get to get it done. So they had 25 minutes. Yeah. And they showed off quite a few things. Yeah, they 25 did. Minutes. Including... Reggie in an empty house. <laughs> an empty house. So they started off with like a montage of like stuff that had already been announced. So it was like uh, Splatoon, Arms, Arms Pockin, and then they kind of just threw Rocket League in there. Yeah, Rocket League was there. I was like, okay. It was like, okay, sure. Rocket League's a cool game. So that's coming to Switch. They announced it's coming out in the, in the holidays. It'll have cross-network play with Xbox One and PC, uh, and also Nintendo-themed items. So like they showed off like a Mario hat you can put on your car, and I guess probably other like Mario, maybe like a Mario Kart in there. That'd be cool. Oh, that'd be right. Rocket League's a very good game. I haven't played it. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Yes. Showed off a new trailer for that. Uh, apparently that game's still coming out holiday 2017. I'm very surprised. Also, I was really surprised because that sword had Tiggle Bitties and I was not <laughs> expecting that. So yeah, like, that's the thing where like the weapons are have support characters linked to them. That's what it seems like. They, and, they showed it um, off in Treehouse and that was basically what the gameplay was. And you can oh, switch okay. out between different characters which are Co correspond with different weapons essentially. I'm really, really excited, and you can attest to this though. I got real upset <laughs> for a minute there because I was watching the trailer on the train home um, today from work, and I saw like the the final splash of it, and I saw Nomura's name on there. I'm like, no. You sent me no. a, you sent me that message. You're like, did you? Is this real? And I was like. Does she mean the title? <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? Because <laughs> I didn't catch that at all at first. And then all I got in response was, oh. Yeah, and I was like, oh, no. No, no. Punctu- no, no punctuation, just <laughs> oh. <laughs> so essentially, he, it just seems like he designed a character in that game. A so character. It's just going to have a so, lot of belts on it. That's the only thing. I think it's free of like his his gross... Toxicity. Yes, I was going to say taint, but that's also an incorrect. <laughs> um, I just don't want Nomura touching things that I like, yeah. and it looks great, and I'm really excited about yeah. it. Uh, they showed off a new Kirby game coming to Switch, which was a also looks great four-player side-scrolling game, Kirby style. It's just called Kirby for now. I'm assuming that'll yeah. change coming out in 2018. Uh, they, um, I won't get it, but it yeah, looked good. It looked good, yeah. Uh, they they threw to the Pokemon Company for a brief second to like kind of talk about po- Pokemon Tournament DX, and then also they mentioned that a core Pokemon RPG is coming to the Nintendo Switch. Smart. What that means, though. Shrug shoulders. I know what it means. D- but do you? I don't know. Does do I? does that mean like a a 3DS Pokemon game coming to Switch, or does that mean like one of like the N64 GameCube RPGs coming to Switch? Oh, see, I was thinking it was going to be like the handhelds are pretty much ready to switch. It's just, I guess, the way they say that's it's how, core RPG, I... like it, it leans more towards like a legitimate Pokemon game finally coming to a console. 
but also I'm kind of hesitant. Okay. Well, we will remain skeptical yeah. then. But it's cool okay. that they're making, they're like, they came out, because like after that Pokemon Direct, everyone was like, why the f*** aren't you making like an actual Pokemon game for, for the Switch? And like, they right. basically kind of nulled that immediately. Like, we're making one, guys. Don't worry. Speaking of things that people were f very excited for, uh, Metroid Prime 4 for the Nintendo oh, Switch. Man. The internet explodes. Because, <laughs> man, Nintendo has kind of ignored Metroid for a long time, except for like those bad 3DS games recently. Well, and other M kind of bombs. Yeah. I've never played a Prime game, so I don't really know what to... Ex I know it's a first-person shooter-esque thing. Yeah. So that's the only thing I know. The The one thing I guess going around is that like uh, Retro, the studio that made the first three games, isn't making this. But they oh, have... Uh, one of the producers is like staying on to help a new team make it, so... Oh, okay. That's fine, then. Maybe it'll be maybe. fine, maybe not. This thing was basically like, hey, we're making it. No release date. Which was right. like, which, it was pretty much the logo. Which kind of felt like an old school E3 thing, where it's like, hey, here's a thing that we're going to make. We don't know. We just kind of started developing on it. Who knows? Which no one else really kind of had. No, and I know that there's like some question on whether or not that's a good strategy because then people are like, well, where's this game? But um, I feel like it was a good move on Nintendo's part to do this because people have been asking for so long, where's Metroid? Mm -hmm. And I feel like with the Switch kind of being in its infancy, it was a smart They're move. like, hey, we, we know. We know. Uh, they showed off a new Yoshi game, just tentatively titled yeah. Yoshi. Uh, it looks so cute. Seems to be like another extension of the Woolly World style of Woolly gameplay. World. But also oh. like the background and everything is made of like cardboard and stuff, which aesthetically looks real cool. And it looks really fun. Um, I was excited after watching the trailer. It, it looked fun to play. So I, I also really like the Yoshi Willy World and basically all the Yoshi games. Uh, Fire Emblem Warriors. They showed off like a story trailer for that. <laughs> which I don't think was necessarily the best thing. Because they didn't show any gameplay of it. I mean, obviously, it's people kind of know what to expect from the gameplay of that. <laughs> but I would have liked to see gameplay in that trailer. But like that game, I think like via the cutscenes, I guess. It looks pretty good. It looks great. And I know that I made the comment that everybody has feet, um, which is kind of a funny statement to make, but it's true. I was really excited that everybody has feet. Um, but it looks pretty, and I'm real mm. stoked about they it. They eventually did show it off on Treehouse, and it, the gameplay looks exactly what you think it does. So I, I bet yeah. it does. So that thing is still coming to Switch and new Nintendo 3DS in fall 2017. Remember the 3DS? Remember the new 3DS? <laughs> I'll get it on Switch. And then they talked about the Zelda Breath of the Wild DLC, which was smart. Uh, they kind of outlined and showed off like the the first pack, basically everything that yeah. was in that, and which they already kind of like talked about in general, but they hadn't like shown off. So like they basically showed off all this stuff. So like the trial of the sword, uh, the map thing where it shows like every place you went, the master mode difficulty, all the new uh, costumes and accessories you'll be able to buy or get in that pack. And that thing's out June 30th, so that's out pretty soon. Uh, Very soon. They showed off new amiibos of all the four champions. Oh. And then they teased off the the final DLC pack, the story DLC pack, called oh, Champion's yeah. Ballad. Which basically starts off with uh, Cass, the bard, singing a song. He's like, I'm going to tell you a tale about the champions. And then like shows all four champions and then Zelda. And that's basically like, pack two, the Champion's Ballad, which we are, we are very excited for. <laughs> Oh, I'm so least. stoked. Because, like, man, if that thing's a prequel, like, 
there's mm-hmm. so much interesting things they could do with that. I read so much Breath of the Wild fanfic <laughs> that I can see so much potential. Um, I'm still upset that there's no like Zelda amiibo of her in that outfit, though, because that would be awesome. I feel like eventually there will be. There should, and they should have announced it along with the champions. Yeah, bag. they should. Um, but anyway, I'm super stoked for that. So and that's coming out later this year, still. So holiday, yeah. Yo, we'll be able to play more of that game this year. That's fucking awesome. Oh man, I'm so stoked. That game has made me like laugh and cry and be super happy, and it's my game of the year so far. Yeah, and I don't think that anything's gonna tackle <laughs> that. Uh, before we get to the final game, they shut off. Uh, on their Treehouse stream, like immediately afterwards. They showed off a brand new game, and it was Metroid Samus Returns, which is a kind of retelling of Metroid 2. Yep. A 3DS, 2D side-scrolling, or 2.5D Metroidvania game, basically. And, man, people lost their minds again! Because, <laughs> like, yeah. holy crap, we get another Metroid game! So much Metroid. And it also, I guess, kind of makes sense that they, they shut down real forcefully that uh, Metroid 2 Game Boy remake that was online uh, last year. Cause yeah, it makes they made a lot of their sense. Own. The one thing I saw people kind of being skeptical about is the developer of it, which uh, was the developer of the Castlevania Lords of Shadow games. Mm. But I mean, like the gameplay they showed off of that thing, it it looked fine. It looked like a yeah. Metroid game. It looked like what you'd want. So, but they they ended their uh, their spotlight, the Nintendo Spotlight, with Super Mario Odyssey, which is pr- yeah, they did. pretty much what you'd expect. And what the. F- is that game oh i'm so excited i'm so so excited for this game um i was very confused when i first saw it because there's a t-rex and i was like why is there a t-rex in my mario and then it's he's wearing a hat and he's wearing a mario hat yeah because mario took him over and then i realized that mario can take things with his hat he can take over everything we got so many cool things with mustaches. We got Goombas with mustaches. We got uh, frogs with mustaches. Bullet Bills. Bullet Bills with mustaches. I remember listing off all the things with <laughs> mustaches when I was on uh, on the call with you earlier. They officially named uh, the announcement, or the name of the hat is Cappy. Cappy. Okay, that makes sense. But yeah, I mean, that game looks crazy. Pauline's <laughs> back. Pauline's the mayor of New Dog City, which is f***ing crazy. I love it. I love it so much. They asked about that on like the Treehouse because they did. They basically went straight to Treehouse and showed off the game right afterwards. And like oh. one of the people were like, "So Pauline's the mayor of New Dog City. What does that mean?" And then like, the uh, the the developers were just like, uh, "We're not gonna talk about story or anything, but that means something." <laughs> so like, what if New Dog City is Mario's original hometown? Ooh. Before the events of Donkey Kong. <laughs> Ooh, I like it. That game. Um, yeah. Also, we got Pimp Bowser. <laughs> Pimp Suit Bowser's here. He's getting married to Peach. And an amiibo. And an amiibo, and you have to fight uh, this evil wedding <laughs> registry group <laughs> who are trying I to stop you from from Bowser marrying Peach. <laughs> that's the greatest idea ever. That the villains are the like wedding planning crew. It's 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 a hundred percent pure Nintendo. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. Like, I am so into this game. I was already, like, into it. I was intrigued because I love these kinds of games. But now I'm, like, over the top. I'm ready. I want this game. Mm -hmm. 100%. Please give it to me. I also want the Amiibo. I hope (laughs) the end of the game is basically Peach being like, I'm going to marry Bowser. Mario, you can't keep me me safe. (laughs) (laughs) 
because that would be real dumb. Oh my god. But yeah, that game's coming out October 27th. That's so soon. It's very soon. I'm really excited about that. Man. Nintendo, I mean, people, <laughs> go ahead, sorry. People were worried about the, the like, game catalog of the Switch, and people were worried about the life of the Switch, and, like, Nintendo is not playing around. I mean, they showed off some stuff, like, they showed off things that had already announced. Like, there really wasn't anything new that was coming out later this year, per se, right. except for, like, Rocket League. But, like, I mean, they got, they got stuff for you to be excited for next year, like, that new Yoshi game, the new Kirby game, you know, Metroid. Well, they're giving dates. Yeah, and they're giving date. well, release windows for those games. But, date, but I mean, like, dates Mario first, has a date. Mario has a date, uh, I mean, but Fire Emblem didn't, uh, Xenoblade didn't. Mario has True. a date. That's pretty much all you need. Mario has a date, and the rest have windows, which is better than what we had. Yeah. Um, they showed off so, more than I was expecting, honestly. Same. I expected a few games. And we We're got getting more than we that. got more than a few games, so and I'm excited. Nintendo um, kind of knocked. Well, I'm not gonna say they knocked it out of the park, but man, considering the low bar of pretty much everything else, like they brought it. They brought it. Um, Nintendo knew that they had to do a good job with this because, like I said, the Switch is in its infancy. People are already like, "Well, there's not a lot of games on it." Da 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 da. Um, so Nintendo knew that they had to bring it because people were already like questioning their system and their choices and uh, like as they always do. Yeah. Um, and I feel like they did a great job and between Nintendo and Ubisoft, I feel like E3 wasn't a complete and total scrub loss, but otherwise E3 E3 do better next year, guys. So like, I guess like if anything, what are like a couple of games that you you saw that you're actually legitimately excited about? Um, well, we already talked about Mario, mm-hmm. Yoshi, Xenoblade, yeah, Shadow of the Colossus. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm interested in Code Vein. I'm not 100 percent sold on it yet, but it looked interesting. Right. So I'm like, eh, all right, all right, I'll give it, I'll give it a, a look see when they post stuff up on it. Yeah. Um. Cuphead, but I've been excited for Cuphead since, like, announcement. Right. Um, It's bad that I'm even having issues remembering. I've also had a long day, though. Yeah. There was a lot <laughs> um, of games shown, so. Right, right. Uh, EA didn't really have a whole lot for me. Bethesda had nothing for me. Microsoft uh, said Cuphead. I don't know. I mean, like, there's really not a whole lot that I'm super into. I feel like I would kind of agree with you on that. <laughs> um, and, and I know that I texted you several times throughout the weekend and was saying, I don't feel like this is, I don't feel like I'm the target of this anymore. Right. Uh, and I still stand by that. Um, more so with Nintendo that I, I am a target on that. <laughs> but, um... Throughout the rest of Ethereum's, like I, I'm not the person they're trying to sell on these things. I'm just not. Um, I don't know why that's the case, but that's the case. I, I'm, I guess I gravitate more towards like smaller companies at this point, and I know, I know 100 percent because it's always been the case that I gravitate more towards like Japanese developers. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were several here, but this seemed very like. 
this is going to sound terrible, but like Western gaming focused. Yeah, of course. I mean, obviously it's a Western conference. Right, so. right, right. But, but, but yeah, I get what you mean. Be like that all the time. You used to have more of a like interspersed of like a variety. Right. Which I think like you, you get more of that like on the floor itself because like, you know, we got, sure you, you have Atlas and all their stuff there. Like I think there's like, there's Danganronpa 3 is, is playable on the show floor. So like, I think you're going to, you're going to want more, you're going to see more of that stuff. Like, on the show floor and not on these press conferences and everything, which I think that's just kind of been the general theme for quite a few years now, like kind of what we talked about at the very beginning of the show. But that's the stuff that I'm really interested in is more of the, I don't want to say niche because that's not the right word, but um, they're lower budget. They're smaller companies they're more of like a story driven type game and I'm not getting so much of that at E3 anymore. Yeah. So, um, like I said, I know that I'm not the target, but it's still disappointing for me as somebody who plays a lot of video games that I'm coming away from this feeling so disappointed. Um, and that like the very last day when somebody who's not even really participating in the, (laughs) And the event is the one that's like, okay, here's all the stuff that you you want. And they do the best. They did. And I mean, like, people can tell me that I'm a Nintendo fangirl, and I'm really not going to deny that. Um, <laughs> I don't have the same, like, company loyalty that a lot of people have. And especially when I see on E3 comments... There's always going to be people that are just like defending Sony or Microsoft like tooth and nail and just like wrecking anything that's not them. And I'm not going to do that for any of these companies because I know they don't care about me. Um, They care about my money, but they don't care about me. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not going to personally defend them. But as long as you give me stuff that I want, then I'm happy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um. But that can come from anybody. Like, I don't care what console it's going to be on. Just give me stuff that I want and give me stuff that's going to be fun. Give me new stuff. And I'm just not seeing that beyond Nintendo at this point. Like, I know people will yell at Nintendo like, oh, you're doing the same IP over and over and over and over. But they are trying new things. Like, Splatoon was new last last time. Was it two years ago now? Like three. I don't remember. Like, I don't remember when Splatoon yeah. came out. Um, Arms is a new IP. I'm not 100% sold on it yet, but like that's new. So like they're trying new stuff, but they also know that like, and they're trying new stuff within their core franchises as well. Yeah, very much true. Um, and I, I know that Xenoblade is technically a sequel and not new IP, but this is a completely different Xenoblade than what I'm used to. And honestly, Cross was the same way. Um, Xenoblade Chronicles, Xenoblade Cross, and what seems to be Xenoblade 2 seem like very, very different games, but um, they're keeping the same kind of... Kind of like Final Fantasy, but not terrible now. (laughs) If that makes sense. Like, they're they're the same kind of, like, idea, but... Completely different stories, completely different characters, that kind of thing. Same name, different everything. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, already. Yeah, as you should be. 
Yeah. And that was E3. Well, press conferences. Yeah. E3 has yeah. technically just started, so. Well, the press conferences, and I mean, I, I, I'll keep up with news as much as I can, but it's really hard for us to get stuff from the floor more than like them announcing stuff. Yeah, but like, there's people out there doing that 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 hard work for us, so. Right. Correct. Not like literally, but like just people on the internet finding all this and like just a butt ton of trailers are just going to get dumped over the next few days as well so out of stuff that wasn't on the press conferences either but basically the stuff that we actually care about probably yeah <laughs> <laughs> like i just really want a danger robot trailer that's please that thing is that like i said the thing is a playable demo on the show floor so i'm assuming there will be one sometime in the near future in the next few days or something hopefully at least because that'll be fun but yeah, that was E3. It's coming on. Meh. <laughs> Meh. And that's going to do it for this episode. It is. Um, it is. Somewhat of a long episode, but I think it was yeah. informative and fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and also, like, we had to talk about a lot of stuff. So We did. Um, Six press conferences. I hope you stuck with us and you're still listening. Two hours later. Um, Jared, give them their information of what they need to do now. Uh, for more information, you can go to seasonalanimecheckup.com or sac.cool for past episodes and more fun things on there, like reviews, columns, and just random writings as well. You can go back and listen to our predictions podcast and listen to how wrong we were or how we right were. we were. Whichever Mostly you decide. Wrong. Mostly wrong, yeah. Uh, you can follow Anladium at anladium.com, get all her writings, probably her social media stuff on there as well. I don't know. You can follow us on my social media is on there. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You can follow us on Twitter at Anime Checkup, where you can find us memeing about all of the latest and news. That's actually not true. <laughs> I mean, we do meme. We but, do meme. Um, we've also had the uh, the fighting game tournament. The going big on. video game cross manga anime fighting game tournament rolls on. Oh my god, and um, I don't even remember what I was going to say beyond that. I mean, did you see that hot Mike Hager versus Zangief match last night? Man, whew. What a battle of titans that was. You can, uh, you can also yell at us <laughs> on the Twitter about opinions that we have expressed in this uh and this very podcast. Um, also, you can agree with us if you'd like to. Uh, conversations are what we're aiming for. And also, you can reach both of us at that Twitter. So that's that's useful. The best place to do it. Yep. Next week, I yeah haven't thought that far ahead. So yeah, I've got nothing. Something will be on the pipeline for next week. We'll talk about stuff. We'll talk about stuff. So come listen to us talk about stuff next week. Same time, same place, same bad channel. What? 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 <laughs>